Christine Tang, and I'm a civil engineer and project manager in the construction field here at San Francisco Public Works. My role and job duties in Public Works is project management. It entails a lot of chasing around, checking in with people, just getting a general eyesight on how everything is running, kind of putting feelers on what is going well and what may be on the precipice of something we don't want. It's a lot of paperwork, yes, but it's more coaching than maybe some people realize. It's been about 30 years since I started with Public Works. It's Public Works, also Public Utilities Commission. I was a consultant for a couple of years, but never wavered far from the same cubicle until I moved to different assignments. Started in the clean water program, which is euphemism for dirty water, for those who don't know. Did a jail, electrical infrastructure, now working on hospital projects, primarily for the general hospital team. And so it's been quite a trajectory from infrastructure to buildings. And I would say it's been a very rewarding career. The appeal of project management, I find a lot of the times is in the people themselves. They are really the stars, the engines, the batteries that run everything. And when I can see a cohesive group gathered together minds alit, hearts aligned, then we can really get together to the goal that the project itself envisions, that the client envisions, that our constituents would like us, the city workers, to do. And when I can see that, it does give me real joy. I tell this story all the time about how I got into engineering. It was not quite a decision as much as my mom telling me, you're good in math and science, go be an engineer. Okay, that's number one. Number two, when I applied for college, I found out there was more than one type of engineering. Then I was in a pickle because I didn't know and the application was due. So I called a friend and said, hey, aren't your older brother's friends in engineering? And he said, yeah. And I said, what major are they in? And he said, I think civil. And I said, okay, do they like it? And he said, yes, I think so. So therefore check. That's how I apply for college in civil engineering. Going into engineering school, it was a little bit harder than I expected because I thought I was well prepared for my high school in San Francisco. But I realized that there were certain classes that actually required effort. And putting the effort out, it was a little bit challenging because I also found a lot of pleasure in playing online games, which was very fresh at that time. And very, in nowadays it would be antiquated, but back then it was cutting edge 
where you had screens and you could talk to talk as in typing to your friends across campuses throughout the country. And that's how I kept in touch with my best friend. In that game, because it was no visuals, it was all typing. It was basically all about how fast you typed. Boom, 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 or else you die. And a lot of us engineering kids, computer science kids were, were playing that, you know? And fast forward, I applied for a student trainee position with the city in public works. And later on, I found out there were 300 applicants in the binder. So I asked my supervisor and my manager, I asked the person who chose me and a bunch of others out of that thick binder of students, of student potentials, I asked that person, how did he choose me out of the group? And another person answered, it was because you typed 80 words per minute. I figured that your mind was also fast. So basically playing games in college is a good career start. I do remember when I first started, I was told that I was the first female engineer hired by the hydraulic engineering section. And I said, how is that? There's a woman right there. And they said, oh, she's a consultant. So yes, as soon trainee, I was the first one, but it never fell out of place for me all of these years, all of these decades, because in school, I hung out with the guys anyway, you know, like it's fine. It's all good. In a male dominated workforce, as engineering is, sometimes it can be easy to feel into or get the impression that there were opportunities missed, opportunities skipped over because I am a woman instead of a man. And I must say, I have felt that in the past, but going into the analytical and logical mind, I can also see and sense that there are a lot of variables that went into that decision. Some of them are soft variables. Some of them are hard variables. You know, we talk about hardware and software, some of the things you can touch, but some of them are just programmable and it depends on how things flow. So in the end, there are always reasons for why someone is placed in a position versus others, or someone gets a certain task over others. Everyone is trying to make the best decisions they can in the moment with the tools and the knowledge they have in the moment. And so with that in mind, there is no, there is no prejudice from my end on how things have gone, how things are, how things move forward. I've gotten very zen in the past few years and everything just is. That is not to say that I'm going to get walked all over. Like whoever wants to test that better watch out. But I'm very zen otherwise. Part of my background is that I am Asian, Chinese American, and so there's a lot of cultural upbringing to do your thing, do the thing you're told, 
keep kind of quiet, please. Don't complain too much. Just roll with it. Just do steady work and you'll retire comfortably. It's all that kind of programming. But then as I flowed through life, I saw that it makes sense to speak up sometimes. And that's actually more of an American attribute. And so bridging the two cultures, uh, it was a little bit of a dance. But dancing is also another skill I had to learn too, by the way. So it all comes together. Eventually you find your flow, like in dancing. Eventually you figure out what jives with people, what's too abrasive, what is too soft and you can't get attention. The example about walking down a hallway. Do you look at other people in the eye always? Do you say hi always? Do you smile always? It's a flow thing. You don't do it all the time or else you're just a smiling, yapping robot. And you don't do it none of the times or else you're told you look unfriendly. Growing up as a young engineer, as a young manager, you know, you're still growing in terms of what, how people tick and, and what they're like. And that's when I realized that, you know, there are different skill sets. There are different ways that make people tick. There are different ways that people do things. And they started tuning into it more. And then it became, it somehow where along the way, it just became more innate. It's, I can't describe it as much anymore because it just is. It's just a feeling. I'm more open to the feelings of things. There may be some people who have closed off some of their feelings because life was tough along the way and it was better to not feel and just you know, do things black and white and hardcore. And, and that's very American too. You know, why are you bawling? You know, like, why are you showing your feelings? You're soft. You're emotional. What's wrong with you? That is not the case. As human beings, one of our most impactful powers are our emotions, our ability to feel. Because if you are not able to feel into things, how do you know it's quote unquote right? How do you know it's the right track? Black and white just doesn't cut it. For a person who first inspired me in my career, what comes to mind is my first supervisor. He hired me, first of all. But second of all, he had confidence in me and he had allowed me to run before I even thought I was ready. And other teammates were surprised too, but he let me run. He saw my potential and he made me a project manager, project management assistant way early in my uh, early 20s as a, an assistant. And I remember, the thing is, I do things to the utmost of my ability. And it was very detailed work that I would do and very comprehensive. And when he looked at me and saw what I did, he would say, you make me look good. And that is not only a testament to what I could produce, but also to him as a supervisor, because he was willing to set aside his ego, he had no ego, and say, I acknowledge what you do. It is valuable and it adds to my experience and to those of others, period. My leadership style, as I've realized, it's like I'm flying over, but I'm also swimming within. I find myself 
bridging understandings in certain occasions where they're each trying to do their thing and express their thing, but somehow not getting through to the other. And if we can just continue doing that, it's as, as people say, we're all trying to get to the same place. We're all trying to do the best thing. We're trying our best, but it's just seeing each other from each other's viewpoint. And you don't have to agree, but at least seeing that. So for my style, I find myself, it's more like a coaching mode where it's hearing what people say, giving them their voice, giving them the platform to say it so that they get the credit for having the idea to move the project forward. People, when they're allowed to step up to their plate in the field that they're interested in, they do great things. Not all of them realize what positions they feel good in. And sometimes it's just a little reminder from an outside force that makes them feel well again, that makes them feel special again. When you tell them, I saw you acknowledge this and correct yourself and put forward and contribute. It was just a blip, a moment in time, but I saw that and it made all the difference. For anybody who sees barriers, who sees hardships, I would say the advice is look into it deeper and see what the lesson of this is. There's always a lesson in life to learn. There are multiple lessons in life. And basically, what do you acknowledge in this situation? What is it trying to tell you? Is there a path that opens up, that flows more? If you're able to... Uh, some people would put it, look within the core of your heart to see what it's trying to scream out versus your brain. I found personally a lot of times that leads me into the path that is just smoother. It makes more sense. And when it smooths out, everything else falls into place. It's just uncanny that way. I'd say try it. It's a very nebulous advice that I'm giving, but try it. I say one advice I'd like to give young workers, engineers, architects, anybody coming in is to not be afraid to ask. You can't get your answer unless you ask. And if you don't ask, others will not know what you want. Then it goes to the core of what do you want? Be sure of that first. If you can move forward with conviction, with a presentation of who you are and what you can offer, then it becomes a mutual goal setting between you and the other person you are giving the proposal to. And when that happens, it's called synergy. There becomes a meeting of the minds, a meeting of the hearts, and both can benefit immensely from this understanding. So look within, see what you want. Do not be afraid to ask. There really is a pearl in the oyster, but you have to go ask for it. Wow.
Thanks for listening to Snapshots, a Public Works podcast. Thank you.